0: Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight.
1: SFM Late Night Conversations with me Patricia Nduli. We are on 104-107 Nationwide and on DSTV Channel 814. You can interact with us by calling in on 891 or WhatsApping us on 0614-104-107 SMS line 41391 and SMS's are charged at 1.50 each. On the line right now I've got Mugwena Maluleke who is from the South African Democratic Teachers Union, SATU, and he is the general secretary. We are speaking about the fact that the number of COVID-19 cases, positive cases in schools from students, from educators has been increasing and schools are currently open for grade sevens and grade 12s and some private schools and even ECD um, institutions are going to be open and we want to know where they as such stand on this. Thank you very much for joining us this evening, Gwen.
2: Uh, Good evening, Patricia, and good evening to your listeners, and thank you for having us, and uh, we really appreciate the
1: time. We also appreciate your time. We are still faced with uh, COVID-19, and it seems that uh, we have been uh, warned that for the next couple of weeks, things might get really, really steep in terms of the numbers of the COVID-19 cases that are going to be reported in South Africa. But we 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 have noticed that um a joint statement was issued out by education justice organizations successfully advocating for amended basic education directions for Covid nineteen. And um it doesn't seem that there is uh, one accordance when it comes to what should be happening in the basic education. Currently, schools are open. Public schools, grade sevens and grade 12 learners are attending and private schools, other grades are also attending. However, the numbers of COVID-19 positive cases in these education institutions is forever increasing. Could you please tell us uh, where you as Satu stand?
2: Thank you for the question, indeed. It's a very difficult question, uh, given the fact that uh, only those who specialize in statistics would be able to tell us, especially those that are in the medical field, in the science field, to then say to us, uh, look, um, are these particular numbers as a result of the school having reopened, or is it because uh, they may have been there but not known, but now that because testing is happening, then we know that in other words, we might begin to say it is important to analyze the." trajectory of testing in the in the country because what has been happening has been screening in hot sports uh and therefore then people were referred for testing and now when you screen you refer to testing um, and we have listened uh, to the epidemiologist, um, uh, Professor Mahdi, who was saying for the past two weeks since the schools reopened, open, uh, the cases that we are seeing basically did not happen at the level of the school, but they have happened at home. So we had a seminar uh, with him two days ago uh, where we have been working with him and so forth. However, our position has always been that we should not... Uh, see schools as being hotspots. That's why as an organisation, our position has always been you need to be ready as the Department of Health and the Department of Education in terms of the requirements following strict regulations of uh, social distancing, following um, uh, the uh, non-pharmaceutical intervention in form of hand hygiene, um, the sanitizers and the cleaning and so forth so that when you follow those things Um, it was going to be one of those particular strategies to really uh, fight against the spread of this particular disease. So we are seated in a situation where we don't have the information, we don't have the statistics, we don't know exactly how to attribute this number of um, 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 uh, what you call uh, the cases that we are seeing. We have seen in the mining industry that when they came back, uh, there were a number of cases, and, and there were more um, as, as they were reopening. So we are being told that uh, this has been happening in the community. But as an organization, we are really concerned and imagine that it's grade 7 and grade 12 now. We're not sure what's going to happen when our 52% of the learners will be joining this uh, one point, uh, another, another uh, almost about 3% uh, three, three or 5%. So it's going to be about 65% in the schools. Will we cope? Will the school system be able to cope if we're still going to be seeing uh, these particular numbers growing? Because the first is that we didn't test before people come back. Our initial um, argument was that you've got to use what other international um, uh, practices that are there, like uh, what has happened uh, in, in, in Denmark in particular, where they said the first thing is to test. You test and then, then you reopen and so that you are then able to have a better uh record and also isolation. So we are concerned. We are really, really concerned.
1: The one thing that uh, might possibly even make your concern more is the fact that you as Satu, who is a union that stands for majority of the educators in the country, also don't have uh, correct stats and figures as to what is currently going on. And when people who are part of the union come to you as Satu and say, what is going on? Where do we stand? How do you then allay their fears?
2: Well, that's a real issue that we have got to attend to because uh, um, apparently in the schools they've been told not to say anything. And uh, when um, a teacher has to call you, it's going to say, I am anonymous. um, And it's going to do that in a private call and say, I hear or I suspect. That this is happening in the school, and immediately when we hear that, we ask the name of the school, and then we then are able to approach the Department of Education, and that's what we've been doing. And then so that they are able to send a team there to investigate, and if it is then uh, discovered that there is a case, and therefore that case is then attended immediately, so that then the Department of Health is able to establish a a a check. A um, a tracking system that is able to help uh, to keep the spread, um, because you need to, uh, you know, have an intervention where you isolate and, having isolated, uh, clean the schools and ensure that uh, uh, indeed the, the virus is not there in the in the schools and so forth. So that the difficulty is that There's a lot of fear. Uh, there's a lot of uh, regulations uh, which are not written in the books. Uh, but clearly it is that the school management have been told you don't talk to anybody, you don't report these things to the unions, you don't do anything. However, we are going to have a meeting. So for me and our organization, whoever has come to us, we have been able to intervene immediately, irrespective of whether it's anonymity. Uh, and so for this, as long as we know the school, we know the problems. we are able to intervene and in making sure that uh, this is attended to because it helps to know uh, the facts uh, and deal with the facts rather than to be dealing with rumours.
1: Wow. So is it a category, uh, Is it correct what you have just said, or is it an assumption that school managements have told uh, educators not to mention what is going on, even to the unions? Is it just an assumption yes. or is this a fact?
2: It's a fact that uh, I have been dealing with uh, throughout the day. Is it legal though? Yes. Are the schools I, are not allowed sure to do that?
1: Are the schools well, allowed to withhold information of such nature, especially if it affects yes, the have. educators, the, the the school administrative staff, and our students?
2: Yes. In certain instances, it is not only being told they have received some seculars, we may not have them in, in, in our position, uh, that indicated that they are not supposed to report this. They have got to report directly to the department. So they cannot share this information because uh, it, it has to deal with them, um, the teachers and therefore there's highly uh, confidentiality around these issues. So some is not about being told. Some is written in black and white to say you cannot talk to the media, you cannot talk to anybody about this particular issue. However, our members do tell us but they instead fear and intimidation. That's why they come as anonymous and not telling us exactly. And after you have been taught, you intervene, Then in the next 15 minutes, then the teacher will be saying to you, oh, now I am being suspected of having spoken, but we did not know your name, so you don't have to fear. You've got to stand and be able to tell us what's happening in a school. If there is no mask in a school, you cannot find yourself in that particular school because you are risking if there are no sanitizers in the school you are risking and therefore you've got to tell us report to us so that we immediately report to the department and so forth so that they are able to intervene and and this is what we have to address that it can't be when we're dealing with the a virus and then we have people living in fear Fear of the virus, but at the same time fear of losing their jobs. So we've got to be able to deal with both and say we have got to work together in making sure that we're able to defeat the uh, the virus. But if you you instill fear in people, um, they are going to live and become uh, prisoners of that fear. So we have got two fears now: you fear to lose your job, and therefore you also fear uh, uh, the virus. And and that those those two itself are very devastating for any human being.
1: Surely this is not correct, and there should be uh, other ways of making sure that educators are not intimidated, and the cases of COVID-19 or even mishandling of uh, protective um, measures around COVID-19 in schools and the school environment should be reported and made public knowledge so that we know that people who are educators, who are staff in schools, and also students are safe. But if it's going to be kept under wraps and people are going to be intimidated based on their jobs, surely something needs to be done here. This is SAFM leading the Late Night Conversations. I'm speaking uh, right now uh, to uh, Gwen, uh, and uh, we are talking about this, the current issue of COVID-19 in the school environment, which seems to be an issue that has a lot of fear around it. And as he has said, it is, Fears not just of the virus but also of educators being intimidated and also of uh, proper protective measures not being followed in certain schools. If you are a parent and uh, you are worried or you are an educator and you want to remain anonymous, you can call in and uh, give us what your experience on the ground is or possibly even a solution. The number to call is 0891 or you can WhatsApp 0614
0: Hi, this is Dumi So. I'm actually calling from Newcastle. I just want to comment on the reopening of schools and the teachers and students uh, testing f- positive for the virus. Um, this is a big misconception out there that um, the fact that schools open, um, open rather, that now um, children are actually getting infected. The fact is that the children were already infected before going to school, only now because the fact that now they're getting tested it is only then now known that they are uh, um, positive. Um, So I only um, said, only thing that I think the government didn't do uh, correctly was teachers and students should have been tested before. That should have been the first step taken by the Department of Education, that all people who will be returning back at school should should at least have been tested. I think then this whole thing would have been not so dramatic as how parents and, 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 and the media has been portraying it. Um, so as I said again, the schools have been closed. Um, the, no one was actually closed well. um the, the initial lockdown started. So, it's, so people going back to school doesn't necessarily mean that they actually got the virus from the school. They were already positive, it's just they didn't know it yet. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much uh, for giving us your opinion there. So, Mugwena, it seems that other people are of the assumption that other people or students or even uh, the educators were already possibly positive with COVID-19 before going to school. But I'm also of the assumption that a person could have been negative, but as they commute to work, then contracts COVID-19. So there's – and and the screenings that are done at schools, I mean, are the, those screenings are not uh, – it's just – checking the temperature, uh, doing the basic uh, Q&A, and other people could be asymptomatic. So you don't see the fever. The fever is not there. They don't have the sniffles. They don't cough, but they are carrying the virus.
2: Yeah, that's the complication of this uh, novel virus. Um, And and as the epidemiologists have been advising us throughout um, um, April and up to now, and uh, we have seen so many changes. Uh, around this particular virus. So clearly it is that you're beginning to see a number of people who are really not showing any symptoms at all and therefore will never be detected by the um, uh, electronic or the, um, the the thermometers in the schools because as, because we are being told that the fever comes last. Um, and uh, that uh, what, but basically we should be looking at it is whether the people, uh, person is losing their taste and and, and senses, and because we are told that is the first sign, and therefore are the screeners uh, that have been appointed by the Department of Education, are they able to follow it, um, you know, um, you know, meticulously uh, to ensure that uh, indeed those questions that are being asked on the screening um uh, are then being able to and they understand that uh, one of those particular signs of uh losing the, the taste and the smell and so forth uh, the, those particular senses are the first ones and then there comes the pain before the fever. So the fever we're told comes after 7 days then that's when you start having the fever uh, The other problem that we're experiencing as the, the caller has indicated it is that because of the turnaround of their results that are taking so much time. So you take the tests and you are being referred there and you are already seven days having uh, the, the, the having the virus in your body and you are only going to be tested after seven days or 10 days and then they take seven days or they take two weeks uh, to turn around in terms of those particular results. So therefore they are not helping the Department of, uh, of, of Health uh, to be able to track the number of people that you might have come into contact with because the first might have been 20 then 20 has multiplied itself by five so that's why the problem of the numbers going up because of the manner in which testing is done that is what we have being told by the experts and the scientists to say we need to be able to change the number of hours of testing that if you were to test and then it's only 24 hours or even 3 hours um, of, of the results you get then you then be able to can trace uh, your contact and then be able to quarantine or isolate those people and so forth so it is possible that when we travel in a, a a a common transport yes you can be able to contract those but the 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 virus there because it's an enclosure and there's no ventilation and uh, even if you have got a mask And so forth. It might be that you are touching something, and then you end up having to self-inoculate, and that then becomes a problem. So uh, it's a lot of things that we need to to learn about the virus. But also, what more is important for us is we need to show compassion. We need to show kindness. We need not to uh, you know uh, stigmatize the schools and stigmatize those that are testing positive. And that is one of the problems uh, with uh, any any any. Uh, any pandemic, it is that because it sends a shock and once it sends a shock to the people and then they start stigmatizing for example, people say uh, we don't want to be uh, 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 next to this person because he has tested positive but now it's negative we are not sure and therefore uh, that social um, 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 relationships uh, becomes a problem and remember we in the schools are about social um, a relationship, we're building a social relationship, we're building um, um, uh, you know the resilience in our learners and in our teachers and therefore whilst we observe social distance we still have got to ensure that uh, uh, there is a humanity uh, at the center of whatever we do because it's about uh, the connection that we must make between human beings and how they live
3: Good evening You know I am an educator and it's difficult. You'd think that grade 12s would understand the situation that we are in, but it's tough. They don't listen. You go to class, you find them standing together, Not social distancing, talking loudly without mask on, it's going to be hell at schools, I'm telling you. They just don't listen. It's like they are living in a different world, it's like they have not heard of this at all uh, it said I'm telling
1: you and that's a point of view from uh, an educator because um, they understand what is going on on the ground then how do you as to if a, an educator comes up with such an issue that grade 12 learners let alone grade 7s grade 12s who are between the ages of 17 and 19 plus are not able to adhere to the rules and regulation and 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 the teacher feels uh, you know frustrated how would you start to be able to assist them
2: well it's important that we have got psychosocial services in our schools and that was one of our demands that uh, there must be psychosocial services that comes in and work with the teachers for the first week of reopening, which was on the 8th, and ensuring that they are able to talk to our students. But critically, honestly speaking, it is that I really empathize with the teacher. It's difficult, um, and indeed, it's quite depressing um, to have a teacher who Um, is confronted with that particular situation. Remember, teachers have this particular resilience. The teachers always want to help their learners. But when you hear a teacher who uh, says, look, it's very sad, it's very difficult, then you begin to look back and say, what have we done as parents now Mm -hmm. at home about this particular virus? Have we been talking about social distancing? Have we been talking about uh, the masks? And and, and, and and all these things. Are we practicing, uh, you know, hand hygiene at home? Are we emphasizing those particular things? So, Mugwena,
1: you feel yeah. that it needs to be a collective effort between teachers and uh, the schools and the education department and parents and students alike?
2: Yes. Excellent. On that note,
1: unfortunately, Gwen, on that note, we need to just uh, thank you very much for your time this evening. (laughs) We need to go to the news, and I'm sure that we could have this conversation in the near future again.
2: Thank you so much for your time.